Hello everybody and welcome to a Nintendo Switch discussion. I am Dan Koopman and joining me tonight is Gorget Betker. Good evening. Or oh, good morning, we're recording this in the morning. It's 6.30 in the morning. The day after the Switch event here in Munich. Yes, and a couple of days since I had my Switch event in Frankfurt. Or better Offenbach by Frankfurt. Well, I was first in Frankfurt, then in, to Offenbach, but um, I was in both. <laughs> um, but yeah, we both got to play the Nintendo Switch, which comes out on March 3rd, 2017. And uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about a few games, what our thoughts are, and how the fa our, our events in general just were. Um, I guess we're going to start with you. How was your event last night, good sir? Uh, it was hidden in a pretty uh, obscure location here in Munich, but overall it was good. So, if you didn't know it was there, you uh, didn't know it was there. Okay, that's good. I think they did something somewhere with it being in Offenbach, because everybody expects it to literally be in Frankfurt. Uh, but they kind of... Pretty much hidden it to somewhere you couldn't really find it, except if you were really looking for it, which was a good thing because it meant that only people who were supposed to be there were there. Yep, they also uh, did with an NDA system to check if people which went in were already allowed to go in. Yeah, yeah, they did the same at mine event. Um, but uh, yeah, we got to see the Nintendo Switch. Um, I, I guess we'll start with you again. What were your first impressions playing it? It was a pretty light device compared with the Wii U tablet or other tablets I own. Okay, so it's for handheld mode you thought it was a pretty slim like handheld. But as an actual console, what do you think of its design? Do you... Would you rather play it on a television or in handheld mode? Um, wh what do you think of maybe some of its features? I'm more interested in that side of things more than anything else. Well, handheld mo mode, the most games I played were in handheld mode. For example, Mario Kart, and it felt uh, naturally. I already play most of my Wii U games on the tablet, and the screen was pretty crisp compared with the Wii U, and also the buttons were not that bulky. It was pretty handy to summarize it. It was light, it was handy, it was simple to use. Okay, the L button and the R button is just a bit tiny for my hands, but I have to get used to it. And with T Remote, I came to the conclusion the best input device for TV mode is the Pro Controller, which is a ton better than the Wii U Pro Controller and other controllers I had beforehand besides the GameCube controller. Okay. No nothing beats a GameCube controller. Well, that's always true. As for my own thoughts, really... Um... I think I just love the hardware in general. I think there's almost nothing I don't like about it. Um, in handheld mode, it felt better into my hands than I actually expected because I have gigantic hands. 
So usually I wouldn't expect those small buttons and those sticks to really feel well, but they really do. I I I really like it. Um, next to that, that screen is really crisp and clear. I never really liked playing off TV on my gamepad, but I would gladly play a whole bunch of hours in handheld mode solely to have that crisp screen in my eye glance. Um, in other fashion. I got to see what it was like to just have it on a kickstand and play with the Joy-Cons, which is all fine and good. Um, in t television mode, I got to play a whole bunch of styles, including with the new Joy-Con wheel for Mario Kart um, Deluxe, which was actually quite nice. There were two buttons in the back, it felt very nice to hold, it was way smaller, but it was good to toy around with. And even it's uh, games where the Joy-Cons are just used on their own, like 1, 2, Switch and um, ARMS, were really interesting. I don't know how the depth of 1, 2, Switch is, and I have the feeling it won't be very deep, but um, the stuff they used for the HD Rumble and its motion sensing were really intriguing. And uh, the same goes for ARMS. I think ARMS has way more potential in that fashion, because it seems like a way more fleshed out game, especially with how you do certain moves and how you pull certain stuff off. You can play with buttons, but I think that the motion controls are the way to play it, because they're way more fun. Um, beyond the Joy-Cons, um, I actually also played with the Pro Controller, uh, which I did with Splatoon 2, which feels great, especially considering it also has the motion sensing in it, which makes controlling the weapons like a blast. It feels really, really crisp and natural. Um, the only controller I didn't really much enjoy using was the Joy-Con grip. The Puppy Dog uh, controller. Yeah. Yeah. I somehow had also my issues with it. So, in short, tablet mode, the Joy-Cons on it, and also the Joy-Con single were pretty handy. I can see myself also playing a lot with the Joy-Cons detached from the tablet and just relaxing when I'm sitting in the train or something. It's, it seems like a natural thing to do. Yep, or at home, the famous I'm dying on the couch position. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, enough about the hardware. I also enjoyed the Joy-Cons in 1-2-Switch, so let us start with 1-2-Switch. Okay. Well, as you might heard, there are about 20 minigames within 1-2-Switch, but uh, at the event itself there were only 6? Yeah, that's correct, yes. The shootout game, a dancing game, the safe-locking-unlocking uh, game, the samurai game and the ball game, and they all have, they all they all have names, you know. <laughs> I know, but the, those short terms describe the games the best. There was milk. There was samurai training, quick draw, copy dance, ball count, and safe crack. Yeah. Um, out of all of them, I would say that I enjoyed. Safe crack and ball count the most. Especially safe crack. Safe crack uses the HD rumble to like ridiculous degree because you can really feel the 
the individual elements of the lock and you have to pick out three specific parts of the lock that are the most unsafe to unlock said lock to get the gold and you really have to feel closely to your hands to the rumble and just let it guide you through that experience which is kind of really nice um hmm. on the other side of yeah. the spectrum uh ball count is it's more surreal because basically you're trying to feel how many balls there are in your Joy-Con. But um, it, it plays its part effectively in showing how effective that HD Rumble can be. Safe Cracker also. That's a weird thing I had when I started to play the game. I thought first it was a Rumble like our other Rumble, so just bzz, 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 but I kind of had the feeling there were about. 64 different spots on the Wumble, so I could say, okay, the Wumble was uh, in the upper half front side of the Joy-Con, or I could say the the button third had about in the middle of the Joy-Con the Wumble. Yeah, yeah. So it not just vibrates. It vibrates somewhere within the uh, Joy-Con, so you can really feel where it rumbled. Yeah, for sure. I think that's um, the places where it rumbled really makes sense, and the differentiating aspects of that rumble really make it hit home. Um, but uh, the the most the biggest takeaway I had from using the Joy-Cons is that. It's not, you can't see it really as a pointer as with the Wii Remote back in the day. Because now it feels like it's more motion sensing than motion control. Because you can do, you move freely without the need of the television. And it will still follow your movements in a specific way. And this might sound goofy, but I did play Just Dance 2017 while I was there. Um, one, two songs. Um, and... I felt that I had a better grip over the moves that I was doing in comparison to the Wii Remote. And I felt more free doing it while the Wii Remote was limited in its design, especially it was mostly made as a as a pointer with most controls in it. True, and especially for Just Dance and uh, other games, the Joy-Con is not a simple disposition disposition position thing like uh, we had with a ton of Wii games which more or less uh, worked the the Joy-Con you really see in the games that if you move them freely the games recognize it mm -hmm, sure I feel that in that sense it's more something akin to an HTC Vive because an HTC Vive doesn't also use pointing it uses motion sensing to kind of feel or the set, get a sense of where you exactly are. Well, I would compare directly to something like places you move, where you do need the camera to know exactly where you are. Mm. And I think I like the, vibey, the more vibey aspect of the, the Joy-Cons. And next to that, they feel nicer than I expected it to. Um, I... Was not a fan with the, not the strap on, and it's it's not because it has a strap because it has more a more big, bigger length to it, bigger wife, but also the two buttons on, on the top side there, which makes it also a more functional controller. 
Yep, the uh, side R and side L button, SR and SL buttons, with uh, the plastic grip. There are ton. The grip itself really helps them in gameplay, pressing them, feeling them. Without yeah. that grip, they they feel a bit flimsy, a bit tiny. But with the extra buttons on the grip itself, they feel perfect. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that on their own they're terrible. I think that the Joy Cons on themselves offer a lot, and um, they just they're just being better with that strap on with the strap attachment. Um, so it just really depends on what you like, honestly. Um, beyond one two switch, because again, I don't think there's much else to talk about. I think it's gonna possibly be a fun party title, but but at the moment it doesn't offer too much. And, and to be honest, uh, for the current uh, MSRB uh, RP of fifty bucks, it's still a weird decision. As a bundled in-game, if uh, Nintendo decides last minute, well, we put uh, one to switch with the Switch, mm -hmm. would be a perfect demo game to test and showcase the features of the Joy-Con, but. In the current stance, 50 bucks for 20 mini games. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It also depends on how all the other mini games will turn out, really. If they are more like um, like Safecrack, for example, then I'm totally okay with that. But it's there's also some quick draw, quick draw games in there where I'm like, these seem kind of throwaway. And I don't really need them after a couple of times, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and then another side of the spectrum is something like ARMS where we haven't seen enough of yet but um, the potential is definitely there to do something unique with those Joy-Cons and make them like a very unique fighting game and again you still can use buttons if you like to but it's it seems to be made for how the Joy-Con using your ARMS yeah to use the Joy-Con with the Joy-Con attachment Joy-Con straps just freely move around the environments that way, um, which I think is a very important factor there. Mm -hmm. It's also interesting with arms. Uh, the principles of the game sounds easy. Just uh, move around with your Joy Cons and punch people. Mm -hmm, sounds mm -hmm. easy at first, but again, typical Nintendo: easy to learn, hard to master, and it has really potential to be a good uh, competitive game. Oh yeah, I agree with that, absolutely. Um, that doesn't mean we have seen enough of it. I feel that we only seen like a singular mode, like a versus mode versus the computer versus a friend. I would love to see what more this game has to offer. Maybe like a full-fledged story mode or something like just an arcade mode or something like that. Just modes in general. Mm. Because you definitely need something to keep you going. Um, even though I think the gameplay is very fun. There are some very intriguing mechanics to it. Especially the jump, the dash, the the, the void mechanics. Uh, they are also really well done. But it's mm. it all depends on its execution of the game itself. Not so much the gameplay. Also, as uh, a uh, customizable characters you just not uh, simply choose ribbon girl and play with her ribbon arms every character in arms has 
currently three different gloves which they can combine in any kind they want. So on one hand you got a kind of boomerang, boomerang glove and in the other hand you get a slapping hand. <laughs> and you can combine, mix them and there is also a lot of potential and I have the feeling that there are more than just the six characters we know from the demo. I have that feeling absolutely too. Um, but we'll have to wait and see on, the, on that. Um, what else did I play? I, um, of, of course we played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, and I will say that it's Mario Kart 8 with now an actual battle mode. Yep, which the balloons are back. The balloons and also the bombs are back. And uh, I played about two stages. I played Urchin Underpass from Splatoon, which is where I played Balloon Battle. And I played um, the NES Battle Course 1, where I played um, Babon Bob Bob Blast. Which, um, you know, both are pretty good. I... Um, then we have an issue with it. You, start, you seem to start with more balloons than you were than you used to, like five now, and you just try to collect points by defeating enemies, and that's about your lot. And that seems like a good time. It seems to be also not team based like the Wii one, which means that you can also freely move about and not think about others all that much, which is nice. Mm. It's also nice uh, in overall the battle mode that. It feels like a Mario Kart again, to be uh, kind of blunt in the argument, but they returned elements we love from older Mario Karts, finally. Yeah. Not only double dash-like double items, mm -hmm. which are amazing, especially in a classic mode. Yeah. So, Grand Prix. Also, the Feather. I miss the feather since uh, the original Super Mario Kart. Yeah, the feather is a is a nice thing to have returned to us. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but beyond that, there's not much to say. I played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe mostly on the tablet, and it looked great on there. So I yep. will likely play that more on the go. Um, and the LAN mode is perfectly for parties and such. So if you get friends with a, with a Switch, just play it. In LAN. And in terms of French and Switch and Mario Kart 8, I had a few rounds, uh, first of all, against uh, Mr. Sega Fabian Döhler. Mm -hmm. And also against one of uh, pretty awesome uh, YouTubers here from Munich, Mr. DK. Mm -hmm. And let's say I got hit with the Blue Shell Curse, <laughs> famous last corner Blue Shell Curse, and lost. Yes, you got defeated by the mighty blue shell. Um, there's beyond where there's there. Did you? I didn't get to play much of this, but did you play Zelda? I played uh, it a few times, and first of all, I burned down Hyrule. Okay. I cooked the apples on the tree instead oh. of p climbing up the tree, picking the apples, and grilling the apples. I took a torch, mm -hmm. burnt the apples from down below, and had tasty baked apples. Um, 
<laughs> also, uh, the first time I did, I played normal and burnt down Hyrule. Okay. And then I also tried to do the second time. I had a closed hands on with the game. I tried a shirtless one. And I can't wait for the next SGDQ or AGDQ. Because there, hearts... because there will be a shirtless one. Okay, okay. The, I, I, yeah. see, I see where you're going. Yeah. Uh, did you thought it would look nice on the, the Switch? Well, this is the topic to discuss. It looks good. It looks nice. But. Mm-hmm. Now the big but in the room. Okay. The grass. The unburnt grass. <laughs> looks a bit too neon green for me. They, it looks sometimes a bit that is m- a that is, that is a weird complaint, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not pleased with the grass in the game. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I never noticed that, but fair. <laughs> I didn't really play much of Zelda during the last event because it was the same build as we saw at E3. Mm-hmm. Um, so I let somebody play it for me for about 10 minutes and show me the ropes and showed how easy it was to switch from the television to the tablet, which was all fun and good. Um, mm-hmm. but that's about my lot of Zelda. Yep. But, uh, I have also to add, as you, as you might, you and the listeners uh, saw, there is now a sound meter in the HOD and... Why my shirtless one of the game? I kinda did a solid snake. Okay. So with a bow sneaking around, didn't make a sound, and I went a fool, and I sniped down some moblins. Okay. So it has potential for different play styles, and due to the temperature and uh, sound information it's really like a metal gear in that uh, term nice for sure um, metal gear. <laughs> so the final nintendo game that they showed there oh, or there were two more let's start first with um with splatoon 2 um yep did you get to play that it was woomy okay so you did <laughs> But uh, for me, it was uh, the good old Splatoon that I used to know and love. Um, there are some new elements there, like the dash, which uh, transforms your Splat Dooleys into one singular shape. But uh, usually there are two, so you don't really have the high power that you usually do. But then you have better range, so you kind of mix and match that together. But outside of that, it, moving about the reef, seeing the different aspects of all the new weapons... Um, especially how the, um, the roller now throws a bunch of paint forward. It all, also all felt really nice, and I had a really good time playing it. Um, mm. Also, they improved the camera controls. It's still a twin-stick shooter in that uh, term, but turning the camera and turning in general got more smoother with the uh second part of Splatoon <laughs> it's easier to control and which is also pretty nice is a spectator mode oh yeah so 
this seems to be like suggested, but it's definitely there when we were both at the events that were in Germany. Um, they set up a spectator screen, so I definitely feel that there's a spectator mode going to be in the final game. Um, mm -hmm. We'll have to see and wait, though. But um, yep. it, it seems to be there. Uh, more importantly, uh, we I played with the Pro Controller. Um, ah. which, was the, which was my first experience there with the Pro Controller. And uh, yeah, it was way nicer than um, I could ever hope for. It had everything that also the Joy-Cons have. So it has the NFC Reader Writer. It has the gyroscope. It has the HD Rumble. Um, it just feels really nice. Um, especially considering you can make more easier movements that way. Uh, while moving about and shooting your weapon. Which is really cool. Um, but yeah. It seems like more Splatoon. I'm totally up for that. I played with the Pro Controller and the tablet and I only miss one thing from the original Splatoon. Which is what? The on-screen uh, aiming. Especially for uh, the super jump and for special weapons. It's still a thing I get to use to press X and then press the directional key to super jump. Yeah, it's it's weird to first to initially press that X button and find the spot you want to go to, but I feel that after a while you kind of get used to it and then you move on. So it's not a big deal to me. It's it's definitely a big difference from the Wii U game. I will grant you that, but it's for me it was something trying it a couple of times, seeing how it will work. Huh? I got it on, already on lockdown, so I think I will be okay. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, they also had a chemistry lab in the Splatoon area. Did you play the chemistry game? No, I didn't. No. It was uh, fun. I hope uh, I get the uh, chemistry game prize of the event. We'll see. If I get it, uh, you'll find it on my Twitter account. But let's continue on to the other games. There were still a ton of games at the event. Yes, um, so there was Snipper Clips, cut it out together. I don't know if you played that. I only watched it. It's still something... I try to comprehend the game currently, in which direction the game aims for me, but it was always uh, occupied, so I hadn't the chance to play it. Snipper Clips was one of the cutest games that I've ever played. Um, it was so adorable. More importantly, it was a really inventive puzzler where you use two or more people um, and cut away at each other to transform in shapes and solve the puzzle at hand. Like one of the early puzzles was that um, one of the shapes <coughs> needed to be transformed so you could get up to a platform, while the other needs to be cut in a way that ensures that when a basketball falls after pressing the switch, um, he or she can grab it. Then you have to work together to bring that ball to the other side to uh, to a hoop and ensure that you win that way, which um, initial coordination is goes a bit bad, especially since you don't know how the game works. But once you get going, it's so much fun to solve puzzles that way and work together. It's one of the more adorable games that I got to play, and I definitely want to play it all the way through with a friend once it comes out on the eShop. Mm -hmm. 
I probably will look uh, forward to it because I hadn't as yet the chance to play it, but it sounds like a good puzzler and we all know how we both like to play box the Box Boy series. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, but, um, yeah, so I think it's also better that you haven't played any of those puzzles because you will go in completely fresh, which is also a good thing. Um... Other things that I've played, and I will go over those pretty fast because I don't think there's not much point in discussing every single one in detail. Yep. Um, now to the third party area. Yeah. So I played some Skylanders Imaginators on the Switch, which for the first time ever doesn't come with a portal. So probably the NFC within the Joy-Cons will now... Uh, yes, they, exa- exactly that. Yes, that's how they do it. Finally, no uh, expensive extra gear. Maybe also Lego will jump on this train with dimensions. Yeah, for me it's it's it's, it's really weird. Um, honestly, uh, there are so many rumors about the death of Skylanders that I'm kind of starting to feeling that's the case because in any other instance they would have still included the portal regardless of platform or what, the hell, what have you because with the Wii U even though it had the NFC reader writer directly from launch they still opted to use the portal so and considering you will be like half the time you'll be playing it at home I still imagine that they would have the portal like still have the digital library that I have in this version but still throw them in through the portal um so I'm kind of weirded out by that, especially since they're now opting to use Nintendo's technology instead of their own, which they built over several years. Um, more importantly, um, and this is the most frank part about it, you just save them to you just scan them in once, and then save them up to like the up to 300 figurines in a single digital library, which also makes me think that. Um, the kind of see the end coming and just let you allow to put as many characters as you want on there, which is sort of insane. Which I'm pretty sure Activision and any other instance would have allowed for. Hmm. So, if this was not just a demo uh, version of the game in this case... Oh no, it was the full version of the game. Yes. Which uh, is interesting. So, no more uh, figurine juggling this is something which, uh, like I already mentioned, I had problems with in Lego. It was annoying uh, juggling the figurines over and over again, to, uh, especially for the uh, three uh, lights games. So there might be a problem with uh, the built-in NFC to, uh, all, to all those uh, three lights puzzles in Lego. Yeah, sure. But uh, maybe they can do a workaround, maybe with the C stick or such, because uh, as far as I know, the C stick wasn't really well, I used. St- I, st- I, st- I still think that Dimensions will still use that portal they made. Honestly, mm-hmm. I have no doubt about that, and I still think that if Skylanders was all well and good still, they would have still opted to use the portal, because this seems weird. This seems like active something like the Activision wouldn't just simply do. And that it just come out and done it makes me worried about the future of Skylanders. Mm-hmm. And uh. especially since they uh, slimmed down the basic pack to to remove the portal and everything and make it cheaper. So they're making it 
they're throwing it out there as cheaply as they possibly can. Which um, is weird, honestly. Um, what else did I play? Uh, I played some Super Bomberman R. And was it a blast? Well, Konami is making video games again. With Hudson IPs. With Hudson IPs, yeah. That was the weird part, that they actually are now making a video game. And what I've played of it so far, it seems pretty vanilla. It seems like your stock Bomberman experience where you have your standard items, like the better fire, fire range or the more bomb spawns or what have you and if you get knocked out you will be at the at the outer ring where you can throw bombs and get back into the race it's it seemed like your standard bomberman fare and mm. it's at one hand that's perfect for parties and get-togethers at the other hand in 2017 i do expect something more out of my bomberman game yep but um, and i yeah. Still fear uh, effect about Bomberman, which was uh, presented at the Treehouse, mm -hmm. the in-game currency. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to uh, see Konami doing Konami in this term. There's still Konami, so who knows? They Konami it. <laughs> but still, it's it's a it's a nice game to have, especially considering. Each person can play along with the Joy-Cons, but it's it's something I'm worried about. Hmm. But uh, gameplay-wise, it is, as you said, jolly old vanilla Bomberman, as we know it from the Turbo Graphics, from the Super Nintendo, from the Mega Drive. Hmm. It, it, it isn't necessarily bad, but I feel that somebody who wants more out of that will not necessarily enjoy this new Bomberman game. Especially since the last couple before Konami took over, um, really pulled out all of the stops. Um, yep, and we remember the first Bomberman Konami did. Yeah, did. Yeah. We don't talk about that iOS game. We don't talk about that iOS game. Or yep. Bomberman Act Zero. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other game that I, I still want, kind of want to mention is Fast RMX. It is awesome. So, I don't know if this is a new game or a revamped game of Neo. It felt like an improved version. So, uh, and, is... I, and I say that for two reasons, right? At one hand, they had an old track called New Zettling, which I know is a, is a part... Is a, Zettling is a part of Munch, and they made it a joke on that. Haha, <laughs> good times. Um, mm -hmm. But the other two tracks that I played in that build were new tracks. Yep. Maybe it's kind of... Yeah. Uh, like Mario Kart, they have old tracks, they have new tracks, they have old cars, they have new cars. But overall... What I noticed, they improved the controls. They did, yes. It feels a lot more smoother, absolutely. And especially if you played with a pro controller, it it you can feel the you can feel the difference like very clearly. Yeah. Um, this was one of the games I played with the set dock. Okay, got it. And um, it worked perfectly with the set dock. Nice, nice. Um, 
What I'm still worried about is if this is a new game or a revamped game, because I honestly don't know. And the the messaging from Shinnan has not been very clear. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want, want to ask them about this, because I feel it's pretty important to know. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I'm excited for more... It's it's still fast wrestling Neo on the go, so I feel I'm pretty okay with that. And even with the new stuff they've added, it seems pretty interesting. And especially the tracks that are new seem pretty fun. So I am pretty much on board for this for this game. And I feel there's more new than old in this one, so I'm definitely mm -hmm. on board. I'm uh, so much on board. It's it will be one of the first games I will get in March because. It, it feels so smooth playing wait, it. Wait, wait. Are, are we sure this, that this comes out in March? Uh, it was in the March block. The March spring block of uh, the NOE uh, info. Yeah, but we, mm -hmm. but we know how this goes with Shinnen. So I expect yeah. two additional months on top of that. <laughs> yep. But luckily, they're here in Munich, so if they delay. <laughs> you wait in the Süddeutsche Zeitung that a uh, fire broke out somewhere in South Munich. Yeah, I don't want that. Don't do that to them. Um, yeah, I think that is the stuff that I wanted to talk about. Yep. Okay, there was also one game which is multi-platform, but it was uh, pretty good uh, in this term. Okay. Go ahead. It was Sonic. Oh, yeah, Sonic Mania. Yeah, I yep. played a level of that. I don't want to play too much of it before I play it, play it at launch. So yep. I played Green Hill Zone, felt pretty good about that, and then I walked away. Yep. I also played uh, Green Hill Zone, and I really noticed that I play Sonic since I was two. Yeah. I finished the first... Uh, Green Hill Zone act, including the boss, in under 90 seconds. I finished in a minute and a half. Which are also 90 seconds. Well, just slightly above that, I think. Yeah. Um, which which I felt pretty okay with. I'm not the yep. best Sonic player, but it felt pretty good. Um, and it's the first stage. You don't want to run three, four minutes or like a certain Sonic game you are not allowed to mention. Sonic the Hedgehog 4? The other game, uh, which you should not mention. Sonic Shuffle? <laughs> Sonic Shuffle was good. No, it wasn't. It wa was better than the current Mario Party games. No, Sonic Shuffle is still a way worse game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we... to break sorry I'm sorry to break your heart, but Sonic Shuffle was never a good video game. Never. We need a Dreamcast virtual console on the Switch, then we talk again. No, we don't need Sonic Shuffle on the Dreamcast Virtual Console. We talk about uh, Konami handling it. It will be there when there will be a Dreamcast virtual console. Dang it no, no, no. We're not going to talk about Sonic Shuffle anymore. It brings bad feelings to my head. No. Um. By the way, uh, we missed one thing about the event the whole time. Oh, which is what? 
the super special awesome secret guest, which uh, was only in Munich and will not be in Berlin. Okay. Go ahead. Aonuma-sama. Aonuma-san, yes, he was in uh, Munich, huh? And he uh, demo-played uh, Breath of the Wild, of course. Okay. With one of the best quotes he did. Okay, go ahead. What was 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 quote? If you play Zelda like me, <laughs> you <laughs> will see the game over screen pretty fast. Well, that's good to know. So kids never play Zelda like the Zelda devs. <laughs> yep, that seems about right. <laughs> Yeah, so that's about what we had to say about the Nintendo Switch, I think. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I, I am at Nintendo, that is N-A-N-T-N-D-A-A-N. Uh, you can follow Gurjet at Master Otenko, that is M-A-S-T-E-R-O-T-E-N-K-O. And uh, yeah, we do stuff here on YouTube, we... Say some bunch of stuff on Twitter. You can follow me at a whole bunch of places where I do articles like Go Nintendo, Nintendo World Support, and and one or what have you. And we'll hope to see you next time. Bye bye. See ya. Bye-bye.